weekdays. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. Of course, 2 o'clock, Burns and Gambo will be out there uh, at State Farm Stadium on the Great Lawn. Wolf, you'll be out there eventually. I'll be out there tonight as well. Broadcasting. It's broadcasting till the end of the first round. Yes. Till the end of the first round? Yeah. We're just going to keep going and going and going. Okay. I don't know that you're going to be out there till the end of the first okay. round. Maybe you are. I don't right. know. Yeah, maybe you are. I am definitely going to be <laughs> okay, out there well, till the end of the first Just round. saying. Maybe. Uh, all right, it's time for some... Uh, look, there's a bunch of different ways to look at the draft, and we've been talking about a lot of them here, but now the draft starts in six hours, so we're going to bring in Aaron Maloney to give us some prop bets. Wolf, this is... we just you got to pick one of the answers that she throws okay, out there, okay? It's right. multiple choice. This is uh, prop bets, yes, of prop course, bets. as we all know. Very similar to the Super Bowl. Yes. You get prop bets Absolutely. all the time. All those, yeah. This is for the NFL draft. Interesting. Uh-huh. Aaron? So we're going to start with the easy ones for you, Wolf, just so you understand the game. Um, okay. The first one we're going to start with. Total number of quarterbacks drafted in round one. Over, under, four and a half. Ooh. And just before you answer, these are all on FanDuel. Okay. Ooh, this is a tough one. Four and a half. Yeah. Over and under. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be under. Are you? Man. I'm going with the under. The problem with the over-under game for me, I never take the under. Because the unders, I mean, who wants to root for the under? Uh, the Cardinals aren't. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think it was a matter of rooting. No, but I'm just saying this is how oh, my life is. I always saying. end up going with yes. the over. And so I'm trying to fight through that. So Hendon Hooker would be the fifth one, right? You figure the first four are going to go at some point. Maybe some team trades. I'll, I'll go over. I'll go over. Over? Yeah. So you think Hennon Hooker is somewhere going yeah. in the first round? Yeah. Already. Somewhere okay. maybe late 20s. I'm, I'm sticking to under. Although there are only 31 picks this year. Remember that. Oh, that's... Oh. Ah, by the pricking of my thumb. Hopefully that's we're not good. keeping track of these. That might burn me. Total number of offensive players drafted in round one. Over, under, 16 and a half. That's good. Porsche, quarterback. Let's see. There's, there's a. There's nothing better than math on the earth. Of wide receivers in this draft, and there's a lot of corners. I hate I'm that going word. Over. Over. You're going what? over 16 and a half? Yes. I just hate dearth because it doesn't make sense. Dearth makes it sound like there's a lot of wide receivers, but doesn't it actually mean there's no wide receivers? Yeah, there's yeah. none. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, dearth. 16, I'll go under. I'm actually going to go under on something. Under 16 and a half of total offensive players. Total number of defensive players drafted in round one. Over under 14 and a half. All right, mathematically, I guess I have to go over since I just went what? under. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go over. I'll go over 14 and a half. Wouldn't that just be the flip of that? <laughs> well, you could Man. go over on both. You're probably going to win one of those. <laughs> Hopefully, unless no, it's all I, special this, teams. This is not about winning at a rate of 50%. This is about winning, oh. period. I'm by winning. Um, Starting to sound like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I'm going to go... Under, of course, because I just went over on the offensive player. <laughs> then again, though, it could be a special teams player. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. You never know when Jacksonville might trade up and draft a punter. <laughs> They've been known to do it. We'll go with the second overall pick. Right now, here are the odds. Okay. Will Anderson at minus 175. C.J. Stroud at plus 300. Tyree Wilson at plus 900. 
Yeah, I'm still going to go Stroud. I'll go C.J. Stroud. I know there's been a lot of smoke screens the last few weeks, and, and Houston does have that other pick at 12 that maybe they could move up to six or something if they needed to get a quarterback there. Maybe they don't love Stroud, but I am still going to go Stroud. I've said it for the longest time, and in the end, I'm going to stick to it. The Houston Texans are going to draft a quarterback. I don't know if it's going to be C.J. Stroud, but they're going to draft a quarterback at number two. And then I think the draft will be on from that point forward. Which is nice for the Cardinals, if you know what I mean. It is also not an answer. What do you mean? <laughs> so you're going C.J. Stroud at number two. Well, what do they have Will Levis at? Um, Will Levis is plus 900. Wow. So he's the same as Tyree Wilson. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say C.J. Stroud. All right. Still goes that, too. All right. C.J. Okay. So the number three overall pick. Do you want me to give you the odds for each player? You may as well. Okay. So C.J. Stroud is a plus 125. Paris Johnson Jr. plus 430. Will Anderson plus 600. Tyree Wilson plus 800. Anthony Richardson plus 900. It, the Will Anderson, like, it, it, it's sounding less than, like, Vegas doesn't believe the Cardinals are going to no. come out of this draft with Will Anderson. No, I, it's, I, I think it's probably because they believe the Cardinals are going to trade out of there. Yeah. Right? I mean, why you, Why wouldn't you have Will Anderson, number one, as a player on the board? Why wouldn't you have him, number one, as a player that will be taken after the first two picks? I, I don't know. The odds of him going number three? Are that bad? Six to one. That's, yeah, that's stunning to me. See, I want to take Stroud here too because I feel like Stroud's going. I feel like that's going to be a quarterback. Unless too. you believe the Arizona Cardinals were trading out of that number three and somebody was moving up to get a quarterback, which is exactly what these odds say, which I believe. I'll just I'll stick with Will Anderson, I guess, because I can't. I think the Cardinals are going to trade, and I can't imagine anybody else is taking Paris Johnson that high. So I'll go with Will Anderson. Okay, so this is top three overall picks, exact order. Okay. Ooh, okay. 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 So the first one at plus one sixty five. At number one, Bryce Young. At number two, Will Anderson. At number three, C.J. Stroud. Okay. At plus six fifty. Which is the next one, the next best odds. First, Bryce Young. Second, Will Anderson. Third, Paris Johnson Jr. Plus 700. First, Bryce Young. Second, Will Anderson. Third, Will Levis. Plus 800 has Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and then Tyree Wilson at three. And then at plus 1700, it's first, Bryce Young. Second, Tyree Wilson. Third, Will Anderson. Are there any that don't have Bryce Young going first? Like, how, nope. how upside down is this draft going to be if Carolina takes somebody no. else? So, to get to one that is not Bryce Young going first, it's plus 3,200. Okay. So, now, give me the Will Levis one at number three again. Give me the Will Levis at number three. So, it's first, Bryce Young. Yes. Second, Will Anderson. Third, Will Levis. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by that one, too. That one right there, man. I think that is, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. And then we will end with... Super Bowl is so much easier because it's just I like know. coin flip, yeah, anthem right. time. Like there's no one like, what suit will Will Anderson wear no. to the podium? <laughs> you know, there's no fun ones, but how long will Roger Goodell's opening remarks be? Uh, will he get booed? 
That yes. would be like <laughs> minus twenty five thousand. We'll just end with this one. Total number of wide receivers drafted in round one over under three and a half. I'm going to go under. Wow, I went under. under twice. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, go under. I'm under as well. Yeah. Underwhelmed. Well, is that better for a DeAndre Hopkins trade or worse? Um, that's better. Okay. Think about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, if you had that instant gratification of drafting a wide receiver, look at this guy, and he's going to practice on Wednesday, you know, you can see the draw. This is not last year with the receivers. There was like six gone by, in the, I think by 20, right? Yeah, there were six right. Yeah, yeah. Right before the Cardinals and were going to And A.J. Brown. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 And Hollywood Brown got traded. All right. Uh, thank you, Aaron. When we come back, the NFL draft is here. Wolf's going to reveal his fourth and final freak of the 2023 NFL Freak Show next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it's time for the final freak of Wolf's Freak Show for 2023. Four four of the freakiest players in the draft. Now, the name that I I assumed was going to be on here at some point, Wolf, you and I didn't talk about who you're going to have on your list. I assumed Darnell Washington was going to be on here at some point, and if he wasn't, I was going to be concerned. He was yesterday. Yes. That's what being 6'7", what is he, 270? 270. Yeah, and looking like it. He weighed 264 at the combine, but he's been as heavy as 280 pounds. Okay. (laughs) Sold. That's, I'll take him. It's the bar by which uh, players to make this list are measured. This is the fourth and final freak, Wolf. This is it right here, ladies and gentlemen, and he definitely is the freakiest. We're talking about Anthony Richardson, quarterback for Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up. You will be mesmerized by their potential. Their size and athleticism set them apart from the rest. Forget about the bearded lady, folks, or the yak woman. This is Wolf's Freak Show. I'm about ready to get freaky up in here. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. See the man get into the shotgun and look like Cam Newton. Watch him take a snap and run the ball like Lamar Jackson. See the man they call Cam Jackson. Let's finish this thing right, shall we, Basinonians? Anthony Richardson is the biggest freak in the 2023 NFL Draft. At 6'4", 244 pounds, his frame reminds me of Cam Newton, yet his 4'4", at the Combine looks more like Lamar Jackson. Although Richardson is a full inch shorter than Newton, Cam ran a 4'5", at the Combine. And the difference between a 4-4-3 and a 4-5-6 on the football field has much more impact than an inch of height, especially when you're already 6-4. Richardson likes Cam Jackson. That's what he likes. He likes being called that. He told the media mob in high school he called himself Cam Jackson because he was a combination of Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. Richardson is trying to associate himself with two types of quarterback that have experienced great success at the highest level. But in a great twist of football universe irony, Cam Jackson could get hurt by his self-imposed nickname. 
Cam Newton has a career completion percentage under 60%. And although he has played quarterback at a very high level and accomplished much, the inaccuracy issues Newton has had throughout his career might not be the image you want general managers to invoke. And although Lamar Jackson has torched the league, winning the MVP in 2019, GMs get nervous about running quarterbacks, which is why nobody has signed the Ravens quarterback to a contract as of yet. Richardson's combine had many scouts standing on the table for him. General managers were walking around mumbling to themselves about the greatness of Anthony Richardson and why some circumference-laden GM wouldn't do something crazy and draft a quarterback that barely completed over 50% of his passes in college. Richardson ran a 4-4-3, had a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical, a broad jump of 10-9, and Oh, by the way, he's got hands the size of tennis rackets. But what really had NFL scouts verklempt was Richardson's performance in the throwing portion of his workout. Former GM Mike Tannenbaum said, Beyond what he showed in the testing portion, he threw the ball exceptionally well, which was important for him. He threw with touch and placement, and I thought he had about as good a day as he possibly could have. General managers see the raw material of Anthony Richardson and think of Cam Newton. Most coaches look at Anthony Richardson and see a running quarterback, see Lamar Jackson. Is he Cam Jackson or Jackson Cam? Or Anthony Richardson? The kid on tape. That's the question. Just hold on for a second. Can we hold on just a little right here, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. You do what they told you. I just felt good. Thank you so much. Just go ahead and bring that down right now, Mel. That's good. I just wanted to hit the pole. Oh, yeah. Freak show with Wolf and Luke. There it is. It's over. Anthony Richardson, by far and away the biggest freak in this year's draft. I like this. I like, I like talking up Anthony Richardson hours before the draft. Well, there may have been a little, <laughs> a little of that with intent. Let me ask you this. In, in all the years you've done the freak show, how many quarterbacks have been in there? Um, there have been some. Have there? Okay. I would say there there have been some only because again you, you get guys now coming out of college that are alphas. You get guys that are coming out that are studs in every way. The bigger, the better. Anthony Richardson is is exactly what we're talking about. But um, you know what? Uh, the 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 jury is out on guys like Anthony Richardson and I would say Will Levis as well. And yet, I think one of those guys are going at number three. That's how dicey it gets in the NFL. I'm looking at Mel Kuyper's most recent mock draft because Anthony Richardson had all of this buzz a few weeks ago, and then it, certainly this week it's been Will Levis up to just Will Levis telling people that Carolina is going to draft him, and apparently that moved the needle. Um, in Kuyper's most recent mock, he has Will Levis going fourth to the Colts at four. He does have the Cardinals <laughs> trading out of three and C.J. Stroud going to Tennessee. He doesn't have Anthony Richardson going to 12, 
with Houston, actually. Okay, there you go. So Houston, and that that's why that, that 12th, that's why this is... Even that, though, you could sit there and say, Anthony Richardson at 12? Yeah. A- Anthony Richardson? That could be a steal. Or, 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 or could be, you could be really reaching. Well, you know, if the guy had a, a 53% completion percentage. That's not great. It isn't. And that's in college. I don't think it gets easier I, at the NFL level, it does it? It does not get easier at the NFL level. And there are again. There, this is this is one of the best things. If you're ever sitting Basinonians in a a room filled with coaches, this is the best thing. I'm talking about football, of course, and the the sport of football. If you're ever sitting in a room full of coaches, ask them, do you think you can actually improve the accuracy of the quarterback? <laughs> it's almost going to be fifty fifty down the middle. No, no. Oh, of course, of course you can. You know, Sean Payton's like, oh yeah, Sudden certitude. I can do that. Oh yes. Um, yeah, looking up and down this thing, Houston really is the, um, they really are the wild card now because they could take a chance on a guy like Anthony Richardson or Hendon Hooker at 12 because they, they have another pick at two that they could take somebody else. Um, but that's what makes this so complicated now because with them at two, they don't necessarily have to take a quarterback if they really wanted Bryce Young and he's going to be gone. Or nothing but smoke screens. They they could have just been throwing this out there for three weeks, and they're just going to take C.J. Stroud at number two, and they're going to take the best player available at 12. It is, when you look at this, it is a reminder how important it is to hold on to your first-round draft picks if you can do it. When you look at the top of this draft, because Seattle shouldn't be picking fifth, and they are because of Denver. Um, Philadelphia shouldn't be picking tenth. Philadelphia just went to the Super Bowl, and they are because of New Orleans. There, there are so many things about this draft that is coming up tonight. Did I just say tonight? Yes, I said tonight. How beautiful is that right there? It's going to happen. Resolution draw nigh tonight. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're actually going to have the 2023 NFL draft tonight. Was that your alarm on your phone today? That was awesome right there. Um, can I just say, I all this draft subterfuge that is out there, and it has kind of shaken my resolve and my belief and how it's going to unfold. But when it's all said and done, when I blow all the smoke away, when I blow it away, I think it comes right back to the fact that I think the Houston Texans are going to take a quarterback. I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to it's going to be a quarterback at number two, and I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to move up to number three because they totally know they have to move up to number three if they want one of those freaks, one of those guys like Anthony Richardson. I don't disagree with you on the Colts part. I don't necessarily, like, I'm not as convinced it's going to happen as you are, but that makes a lot of sense. But the Houston thing, because they have that 12th pick, like if Houston didn't have the 12th pick, all these yeah. mocks saying they're going to take Will Anderson, I would right. just shake my head and laugh because teams always take the quarterback, right? Because they have the 12th pick, they could get weird at number two and still take a quarterback at 12. That might not even impact the Cardinals. In fact, that might make it better for the Cardinals if they took Will Anderson. If they took Will Anderson at number two, that makes it better for the Arizona Cardinals. Just why what the Cardinals that, are waiting on right now. Which, exactly right. It's the reason why the Arizona Cardinals will hold back until they're on the clock. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, what's the vibe in Kansas City right now ahead of the draft tonight? And what's the latest on the Cardinals? We're going to be joined by our own Cardinals reporter, Tyler Drake. Next, it's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The NFL Draft. 
Hughes on number three. Draft coverage, live, local, late breaking. Right, of course, the draft happening in Kansas City tonight. The Chiefs have the 31st pick in the draft. So it'll be an interesting crowd. Think about that. Only 31 picks in the first round. Sorry, Miami. <laughs> I'm sorry. How about that? Enjoy not having That's got to be a tight pair of shorts on a hot day. Um, there's no segue from that, but I'm going to segue to Tyler Drake, who's in Kansas City, our own uh, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter, so he can give us the feel from Draft Central here tonight. Tyler on the Arizona Sports Line, how's it going? Hey, it's going all right, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing good. We're just uh, we're ready for some clarity here tonight, finally. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody is. <laughs> Definitely. Tyler, can I ask you right now, did you go to the plaza yet? Did you go to the plaza and hang out? Did you go there for dinner last night? Uh, actually, you know, I had, a, had some uh, traveling issues getting here, so I got, I got the KC about 1 in the morning. Oh! So. Yeah, yeah, so uh, kind, of, kind of making up for lost time today. So I, I've been walking around a little bit, been seeing all the just – thousands of NFL fans and all the different jerseys. It's, it's really cool to see. It's, it's, it seems like it's a little more, uh, there's a little bit more buzz as like compared to maybe like the Super Bowl, like in the middle of the day. It feels like the draft's about to start and we still got, we still got hours before it kicks off and there's people everywhere. So definitely a lot of buzz, a lot of KC uniforms, obviously, but uh, you know, quite a few, uh, quite a few, uh, uh, get-ups that are pretty interesting, too. I saw it looks like a guy came straight out of the black hole from the Raiders. So <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff going on over here. Well, let's. I guess let's start with the top of the flow chart of possibilities for the Cardinals heading into this tonight. Um, do you believe they want to and or will be able to trade that pick? Yes, and I think yes. I would say both yeses on those. I think that's the, the move that Makes a lot of sense, even though I personally think Will Anderson could be uh, a game changer for sure. I think they should move off that pick, go down. I mean, uh, personally, I think they should go down to 11, get another first rounder from Tennessee and go from there. And I mean, obviously, Paris Johnson's a name that you could probably get there, maybe a Christian Gonzalez. So there's there's still a lot of options down there. But for me right now, I think they just it's it's just about finding the right package that fits for Monty. Yeah, you know, for me, Tyler, it's all about number three and what they're going to do at number three and whether or not they're going to trade out. I do believe that to Luke's point. Yet at the same time, if they stayed there, if they stayed at number three, who do you think is most likely to be drafted by the Arizona Cardinals? Ooh, I, you know, I think for me, it's, it's Will Anderson. I just don't think the Texans are going to pass on a quarterback. I so agree. I think Will is going to be there. And, and if they have to stick there, I think they go that. And, and obviously, you know, everybody says they're, they're more than one player away from turning things around. But if you keep thinking like that, you're never going to get those players you need to really turn things around. So you bring in a guy like Anderson, generational talent, seems like he's got his head on straight. That would be a huge, huge plus, given the fact that they couldn't trade out of the pit. Yeah, that's a good point. You're never going to get those players if you keep putting it off, saying, oh, we don't need those players yet. We need too many uh, lesser players. Talking to Tyler Drake. Uh, Tyler, have you gotten a sense over the last few weeks if there is a spot that's too far down for the Cardinals to trade? Like, obviously, they'd love a trade with the Colts or, you know, the Raiders or maybe the Titans. But is there a point where it's not worth it to them because they do need elite players? Yeah, I think for me is like getting into the 20s. I think that's that's really really far down and I think that's the point where you really have to hit on those guys to really uh to really 
get something good out of there. So for me, I would say I'd say 11 is about my stopping point. Maybe a couple more picks down, but outside of that, like, I don't. I think if you get down to like Minnesota, that's way, way too far. Even though you could get, you might get a decent haul back. But like I said, I mean, you need as much as picks are going to help this team. Players on the field are going to help them even more. You know, so much of the time you get a team that says, you know, we're not drafting for need. We're going to draft for best player that is on our board, best player available right now. I, I don't believe much of that, but I will say this. Your thoughts on what you think the team needs are for the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, I, it's going to be a very basic answer, but it's a line of scrimmage, both sides. I mean, it's you've got to get some pressure on the defensive side, and you've got to get some big reinforcements on that offensive lines that can really help when Kyler comes back and can keep him upright. So for me, I'm starting on the, on the line of scrimmage, both sides, and then from there I'm going back and probably looking at a cornerback and, uh, you know, obviously edge rusher would be off the line too, but uh, probably cornerback. And, and who knows, with the, with the Buddha situation, you might need to look at a safety. Talking to Tyler Drake. Tyler, you brought up the Buddha thing. You know, that, that story kind of just came out of nowhere seemingly a couple weeks ago on a Friday heading into the weekend just to ruin everybody's weekend. But then since <laughs> then, it's kind of quieted down. Is there a sense that they could still work this out? I mean, it was it was hard to miss the fact that when they did their jersey release, it was Buddha Baker's jersey that they showed first. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but you know, and I, the one thing that I will say, he wasn't there at the at the jersey reveal, so that kind of said something to me a little bit. Obviously, I feel like you'd want your top defender there, but you know, I don't know. Right now, it's just with everything that went on with just the public part of the trade request and when it was asked for and everything else. Like maybe they can rekindle things, but I feel like as soon as you start going public with stuff, that's where you're kind of seeing the almost the end of the road coming sooner than later. You know, for me right now, the top three picks, uh, we did some prop bets on what the top three picks might be. Um, that was brought to us by FanDuel right there. How about you, Tyler? If you had to guess, what, what order do you think the top three will go? Ooh, let's go with Bryce Young, number one. Yep. That's, I think that's a, that's, I feel good about that one. I, I think, think that's going to be. Yep. Uh, second, I think C.J. Stroud. Mm. Okay. So and, you're not and, buying. You're not either. buying all the smoke either. No, 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 no. I know that. Like honestly, like D'Amico Ryan's defensive guy. You, you obviously want to bring in a guy that can really turn the turn the page there, and somebody he can really mold. But I think that you cannot pass up on a quarterback. I mean, we've seen today's NFL. You have to have a quarterback to really be. Uh, I mean, elite. If you want to get to that stature, so. I think they're going Stroud, and then I've got Tennessee trading. I'm, I'm going to say Tennessee's going to trade with the Cardinals and take Anthony Richardson. Ooh, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I like it. Uh, you know what, buddy? I I could see that happening, man. I like that scenario. Uh, Tyler. Yeah, I think that would be a really fun one. You're you're out there, obviously, at, uh, in Kansas City for the, the draft. Aside from quarterbacks and, you know, maybe Will Anderson, is there a name that you've heard that is generating buzz that maybe isn't one we're all thinking of? Not necessarily for the Cardinals, but just is a guy that might be moving up draft boards? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I think just the Paris Johnson buzz, I think that's that's still going. I think people are, are really considering him as like a top 10 guy where I have a more, like I said, like more of like an 11 or, or 12 or 13. So it's going to be really interesting to see how, exactly what happened with him. But he's been a name that I've heard just walking the streets. So, you know, I've kind of heard people come up and, and obviously 
you see the people wearing all the Alabama gear. You see a bunch of people wearing Ohio State gear, Georgia gear. So there's a lot of college influence, too, uh, for the draft. So that, that was really cool to see. But, yeah, I think it's really just going to come down to what exa- how the, those first couple picks turn out to see where a guy like Paris Johnson is going to end up. Truly amazing. So here's my little tip for you, Tyler, okay? Uh, Jack Stack. Go to Jack Stack. Barbecue. I was told to go there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you? Okay, there you go, buddy. Yeah, you I got can't go today, wrong. Yeah, you got to go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Tyler, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Tyler. No problem. Have a good one, guys. All right, you too. That's uh, Tyler Drake, our own Tyler Drake, in Kansas City to report uh, on the draft as the Cardinals currently still hold that third pick in the draft. We are... F- five hours and 20 minutes away. I'm so happy for him. I mean, the fact that he's there, it's got to be so cool. A young guy Jack that he Stack. is. He's Jack out Stack there. sounds Jack's, like a fourth round pick. Jack Stack Barbecue oh, on the What's plaza. you got to go. Can we, can we, it like, is the best. we got to order some barbecue here if the draft is in Kansas you like, City You like tonight. burn ends? Anybody here? Uh, anything that's barbecue. Oh, like, yes. So you get the burn ends and it's they're the spicy barbecue. It's so good. Seriously, right now, that's, that's nasty. Do you think they would deliver it out here? No. So how far is that drive? Like 1,500 miles? Yeah, you know what? We might do that. Okay. If we can get a pumpkin pie mailed yeah. to Maryland, right. yeah. we could probably Let's get that here. We could do anything. That'd be awesome. I, do we, I don't even care if it's good barbecue. I just want barbecue now. Burn the ends. draft's in Kansas City. We should be eating barbecue. <gasps> Score the hottest ticket in town, Suns playoff tickets. Just text ticket 62620, register, and listen for your name starting next Wednesday during the 7 a.m., noon, and 5 o'clock hours for your chance to qualify for tickets. See the Suns take on the Denver Nuggets. That would be game three of that series, of course, because the first two are in Denver. So, again, that's ticket to 62620. And speaking of basketball, the Milwaukee Bucks are out. Does that make the Denver Nuggets the toughest team left in the way of the Phoenix Suns? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Nuggets now. So, uh, quite the development last night in the NBA playoffs. Milwaukee done in five games against the Miami Heat. Incredible. You know, Giannis got hurt early in that series, and Miami grabbed a game in there, and then you were like, all right, you know, this series can go a bit longer than uh, than Milwaukee probably wanted, right, until Giannis is able to come back. But then, like, Giannis came back, and Miami kept winning games, and last night, Wolf, you figured, like, to me, once it got to 3-1, to one, and Jimmy Butler's on the team with three wins— I don't feel great about the other team coming back and winning the series, no matter yeah, who they are. Right. But I did think Milwaukee would win last night at home and at least extend the series, especially when they were up, I don't know, 16 going into the fourth quarter. And they end up scoring 16 in the fourth, giving up 32 to Miami and then losing in overtime, 128-126. Jimmy Butler putting on a clinic in Milwaukee, watching their season end as Grayson Allen dribbles out the clock inexplicably. I don't even know where to begin on this one. I don't know where to begin on this one, based on it, because I can tell you that this is the most unexpected thing coming into this postseason. To see the Milwaukee Bucks ejected in the first round by the eight-seed Miami Heat. 
I look, I I get it. Jimmy Butler, I know what a great player Jimmy Butler is. We all understand what a great competitor he is too. What a great two way player. Some of those he shots, truly too, is. That Some shot of those shots, end. just yeah. incredible. Yeah. It really is. We all understand that. But to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in five, what is going on? That I did not see coming into this postseason. Did you even have a hint, Luke? No, as a matter of fact, I know that you did. No, no. You were the one saying, if there's anybody that I worry about in regard to the Suns, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Which, and rightfully so. You can do the math now, means there's not anybody I'm worried about regarding the Phoenix Suns. I'm not saying they can't lose a, a series to somebody exactly. else. Exactly. But as I've been saying since they got Kevin Durant, and I'm going to stick to this now, obviously, as long as they're healthy, as long as the Suns are healthy, there's not a team I'm picking in a best of seven over the Phoenix Suns except the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't pick Milwaukee because Milwaukee's done. So to me, that's a huge development, not just for the Suns. I mean, it's obviously huge for Boston, Philadelphia. It's pretty big for Miami. Now they're in the second round of the playoffs. I think it's big for everybody because there's not, there is not a matchup for Giannis. So even if you think you're the better team, even if you would rather be the team with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker as you would rather be in most scenarios, you don't have a matchup for Giannis. But now you don't need that because they're out. They're out. Luke, you know, again, going back to the game, too, game five, of course, and seeing the Miami Heat beat the box. Jimmy Butler scoring 42 points. Yeah, no big deal. It's kind of an off night for him. Just incredible. So what does he have? He has 98 in his last two games. It's just incredible. Right? 17 at 33 from the floor. But that wasn't even the biggest takeaway. For me, it was that Giannis is beatable. <laughs> Giannis is beatable. 38 points he put up. 14 of 27 from the floor. Um, 20 boards. Now, it, it wasn't like Giannis was all banged up yeah, and wasn't I mean, hurt. What, what more can Giannis do at you a know. certain point? He could hit. I mean, there's there was if you watch the game, there were little things he could do, but I, he's not the reason they lost. No, but ten of twenty three from the free throw line. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> Luke Lipinski reporting. That's <laughs> well, not great at that's all. That's the right forgotten. There. And that's but it, to me, that it it made me think Giannis in a desperation game an elimination game for the Miami uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks suddenly he's beatable yeah but that, that free throw thing that's the forgotten like plot twist when the Bucks beat the Suns Giannis all of a sudden was hitting free throws remember 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 he was counting down when he was at the free throw line remember, yes. and, and, and he just he locked in and hit him he didn't do that last night now to me and I haven't heard this answer yet so I'm playing this just as much for myself as anybody else Mike Budenholzer has some explaining to do at the end there because it was a two-point game, and they ran the, hey, some of us have never played basketball before, and we're panicking, get the ball to Grayson Allen, and he'll do nothing with it play, which I'm pretty sure they could have drawn up a better one if they took a timeout, which they actually had. You know, uh, Giannis attacked. Giannis got the ball to Chris. Chris attacked. Um, You know, that's how we always play. Um, It's been very good for us. And... um, you know, we weren't able to, to convert it tonight. Man, that is a huge missed opportunity for the Bucks favorites no. to win the whole thing. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And it's perplexing to me. It really is. The Milwaukee Bucks, the respect that I have for them, the physicality of the Milwaukee Bucks is the very first thing that I think of right now, just how physical they truly are. And the the competitiveness and the fact that you've got, again, Giannis, at the core of all of this, 
And yet, in five games, this thing didn't go six. It didn't go seven. In five games, the Miami Heat beat them. I, I, what's going on inside that locker room? Look, you know, and if there wasn't something going on inside that locker room before, I wonder if there's something going on now today. Well, you, you, if you're Milwaukee, you have the buffer that you just won the title. You know, 23, 24 months ago. I, I get that. But nationally, isn't what just happened in that series worse than what happened to the Suns against Dallas last year? Yes. I mean, you're talking about the best yes. record, the the favorite all season long to win the title. Yes. Losing in the first round in five is a lot worse than losing in the second round in seven. Yes. Now, I would argue that the way the Suns lost is still worse because I was there and had to watch it. <laughs> so it just felt worse and the game wasn't even close. But if you're Milwaukee today, you must just be you must just be in a daze walking around like, all right, well, when's game six? Oh, there is no game six. Yeah. You're out in the first round to an eight seed. And to me too, can I also say, um, you know, we were talking an awful lot about the killer instinct, right? The killer instinct. You're telling me that the Bucks were up by 16 points going into the fourth quarter? That would be the lack of a killer instinct. What, if you can't hold on to a 16-point lead with your season on the line and you have Giannis. You got Giannis. You got Giannis. You, you, you've got Drew Holiday. You got you, Grayson Allen. You, you've got, you stopped it with the Grayson <laughs> no, Allen. I'm, I'm he not is a competitor, That's though. great. He's a great dribbler as the season ends, and you can't even get a shot up. <laughs> oh, stop it. I, you, Chris Middleton. It wasn't like these guys played 23 minutes or they were banged up and hurt. They they played 41 minutes, Chris Middleton. I, I Drew Holiday, 47 minutes. He had a tough shooting night. Don't get into an elimination I, game with Jimmy Butler. I just cannot even believe that the culture of the Milwaukee Bucks collapsed the way that it did. Where they had a 16-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh, that just mind-numbing to me. All right, so that brings up the question, though. Denver's a pretty tough team. When you look around the NBA, and I'm not saying Denver's the answer, but to me, and I think to most people, the the biggest obstacle to the Phoenix Suns just got eliminated in the first round last night. I just looked at the FanDuel odds. Boston is now the favorite to win the title, and the Suns are second. Golden State's third. Okay. Denver's in your way next, and Denver is a really good basketball team. It's possible the Suns are playing their biggest obstacle next, just in terms of an actual matchup. Like, I, I get, I get why Boston gets all this love, and they are a very good team, and in some ways, very similar to the Suns. And I'm not saying that the Celtics couldn't beat the Suns in a seven game series, but again, in a situation like that, if you're telling me Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown or Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, yeah, that's a good series. But I'm probably leaning towards the team with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. It's close. But it's not like when you, if you were going up against Milwaukee and you're like, what do you, and you got Giannis, you got Drew Holiday who does weird things to Booker. Like, what do you, they still have Middleton, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is, it, the road got a little bit easier last night. It did get a little bit easier last night. I agree with you on that one, but Warriors. It probably is still the team. Come out and play. I honestly, here, here it is. Is anyone shocked by this, by the way? Is anyone, oh, I can't even believe the Golden State Warriors no, I, have taken control of the series. And they did it on the road. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're such a bad road, Tammy. You kidding me, Wolf? They can't. I, I, They'll win when they right have to now, on the road. Right now, beware 
there are warriors here. That's that's probably it. That's probably the tougher matchup because I keep thinking back even just to that minute in the fourth quarter against the Clippers the other night when the Clippers couldn't miss a three and they were just all of a sudden you see you see how dangerous a team like that is. The Clippers couldn't do it for more than a minute. Golden State could do it for a full seven-game series. Coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.